First up from a spell, Dave. I'm I'm here and I'm I'm ready to go. I think I, I need a couple of runs, but I'm all right. Nah, you look. It's all about uh, you know that you've had a few barrier trials though. The plenty of freshness in you though, which is what we like, and you need it around this time of year. <laughs> um, in relation to you've got some news. So New South Wales chairwoman, what's happening there? First ever, Dave. First ever chairwoman uh, Sarah Ann Cook has been appointed as as uh, in the role uh, in the uh, well this week and and overnight really, or the last sort of twenty four hours. So. Look, we know what happened with uh, Russell Boulding. Obviously, we won't go too much down a, a walk of history, but uh, Russell was going to stay in the role until the uh, the, the federal government, or the the government stepped in, not the federal government, but the government stepped in and said uh, no, thank you. So um, Russell's obviously parted ways with that chairman role. But Sarah Ann Cook, who who was the deputy chair, has stepped in. Very important job, obviously, Dave. Um, Look, it's, um, it's it's a changing of the guard, obviously, but uh, she's um, she's been appointed overnight. And uh, look, it's we know PVL obviously uh, is uh, the big man around town in terms of uh, being the chief executive. But the chairman role is obviously very very important uh, for racing New South Wales. And, and Dr. Sarah Ann Cook is going to do a terrific job, I'm sure. All right, so, so that news obviously filtered uh, through late last late late was it late last night or this morning? Yeah, more yesterday, Dave. More yesterday, yeah, okay. um, sort of uh, the, the, like the the, uh, the application process started really in last uh, last December. Um, very look, the, you go through the T's and C's, it's it's not something that you, you do overnight really at all, but so they started mid-December after uh, after Russell Boulding's well, the, the decision was made that Russell couldn't continue in that role, so I guess it's a, it's a process that obviously takes a couple of months, but uh, yesterday afternoon would probably be the most apt way of describing it. All right, and just for our listeners, and uh, maybe it's a maybe it's a question I need to pose to um, to Dr. Cook herself and, and get her on the program. But just exactly uh, her role. So um, let's say uh, things like uh, that, that are changed. You know, if, if if something wants to be built or if something needs to be done, it obviously goes from Race New South Wales and then it goes to uh, Dr. Cook and her board. And that's then when the final decision is made. Is that is that the process of how or what what her role will be? Uh, to be honest, Dave, I've never been a chairperson myself. Um, obviously, not even of the bo- not make... even of the Bondi Bolo Darts Association. You haven't put your hand up. Yet. Well, well, yeah, well, look, we, we were thinking of getting um, badges made for that day, but um, my darts are so poor that. Um, I'd be. It would be remiss of me to be the chairperson. I would be. Um, I'd be fairly. If if I was, I, I might be assistant treasurer um, at this rate, uh, not even the treasurer of this association of our association, even if it is association. But uh, no, I think. Um, I think uh, Dr. Cook might be um, might be inclined to um, to come on board. Obviously, um, yeah, it's a new rate. We'll, we'll, I don't call it a regime, but a, a new person on board. But um, it, it works as the, in the same aspect as, as every board does for every business, as, as I understand. 
All right. Well, we might even try and get a little interview um, with Dr. Cook, and we'll chat with, uh, obviously, Chris Roots uh, tomorrow as well. So that news obviously filters through. Uh, I think we spoke about this when we had the initial... um, uh, you know, stories popping up about uh, Russell boarding, etc. That uh, from a person going in this afternoon having their wager on Rose Hill, it might not affect them directly, uh, but it still is a part of the ecosystem of what we're dealing with. So we need to obviously discuss it and and acknowledge it. Um, now, away from what's happening in the boardroom, let's talk about what's happening on the track. And Tom Marquin, we're having issues with his phone. We can text Tom but we can't seem to get him connected via the phone because of his international number. So we're going to try and rectify that. But he's back in town. Um, and I'm, I'm keen to... Obviously, it's, it's going to be difficult for me to, even though he's quite good at his form, to ask him about you know his thoughts of riding a winner today at Rose Hill. But he's here for a purpose, and he is going to be... Um, I guess I'll use this word. He's going to be annoying for some of our local riders because they've probably got momentum. They're trying to get you know as many wins as they can in their premiership. And along comes Tom. He's going to take some good rides. Sure, he is, and we know he's he's come over for. I think this should be the fourth year. Maybe I could I could be wrong, but he he certainly come over the last couple of years and had plenty of success. He's won well three of the last four Queen Elizabeth Stakes, obviously. Uh, with the British Bulldog Adabe, and then obviously last year with Dubai Honor. Dubai Honor was going to come over this year. Unfortunately, he had a little setback in his preparation and won't be coming over. He was the favourite for the Queen Elizabeth again. So uh, Tom was a great chance of, of winning that race, but he's come over and won other races. I think, what was it? Uh, was it Prime Star that won four years ago in, in the English Millennium? So he's over a bit later than he has been in the past. He's, he's going to be really basically riding from today and then essentially the start of March, where previously he's come in about January, February. Now, I haven't spoke to Tom yet, hoping to in the next couple of days, but he does ride today at Rose Hill Gardens and he's got a fam- fantastic book of rides on Saturday as well, Dave. He's, he's riding a bit for Godolphin. He's already putting in the hard yards. He only got sort of in the town last weekend, as I understand. Went out and rode trials, rode trials at Hawkesbury yesterday, a lot for Godolphin. Rides today and then rides trials on Friday at Rose Hill Gardens before stepping in on Saturday. Now, he's got two Group 1 rides for, for Godolphin on Saturday, as I understand. He rides Cascadian. Um, Cascadian, terribly luckless first up. It was just a complete forget-run um, he's a he's one of the people's champs. I think Cascadian. He's getting a bit older, but he still seems to be racing as well as ever. And Zardozzi, the VRC Oaks winner, will be resuming in the surround stakes. She's a terrific filly, probably too short for her on Saturday against uh, a really good filly, three-year-old filly's crop in that in that uh, surround stakes. But uh, look, she's one that I think he'd be wanting to stick with going forward. That's for sure. Is, uh, this is good to have Group 1 racing back, isn't it? Absolutely, Dave. Uh, well, I'm, I'm first up from a spell and coming back for uh, Group 1 racing, so uh, it's uh, it's not a bad way to go about it. Look, I think the very elegant, as I understand, will be about nine or ten runners on Saturday. Obviously, Fangirl is the red-hot favourite and deservedly so off that terrific Apollo Stakes win. Wasn't she fantastic 
we uh, there was a there was winks comparisons there, and it, you never want to compare to the great man. But she seems to have returned as well as ever, and I think. If we're looking at the top sort of middle distance horses in Australia, she's going to be right up there, this preparation, and one to follow all the way through. Probably not one to um, to bet on if you're having your, your five and ten each way as you do, Dave. But um, the uh, she, she's going great. Chris is going to have a few runners in that race. He's obviously got the likes of Buckaroo. Uh, a tissue will be nominated for that race, and or oh, accepting in that race, as I understand, and also in a race in Melbourne, but uh, she's the one to beat. Uh, think it over. The, the, the great Queen Elizabeth winner of of, uh, of two years ago will be there. But uh, the surround stakes, about 13 or 14, as I understand, will, will be around that field. Um, and uh, as we, I said previously, the just a terrific field of fillies this year. Pretty wide open. Learning to fly was the favourite, but I think barriers are going to have a big say in this race. Now, we haven't seen them yet. I spoke to Gary Portelli about Komochi last weekend, and he's pretty confident if she draws a gate, she can win again. And why not? She was terrific first up, a, a terrific ride from, from Jason Collett in that race. And then just finally, Dave, the Skyline Stakes, which could really almost be the headliner of the day with Storm Boy resuming, speaking to Adrian Pott last weekend. This is the plan three weeks into the Golden Slipper. They did the same thing for the Magic Million Stakes last... Well, we'll call it last preparation, but it wasn't really so long ago. Uh, he's got plenty of residual fitness from that campaign. He's going to go into that skyline before going into the Magic... Into the Golden Slipper, not the Magic Millions. He's already won that and in terrific order. So uh, there, there should be about nine or ten there, which is... Kind of surprising, I'd say, Dave, because uh, there, there was sort of, a, I guess it was mooted that he, he'd scare a few off. But I think there's a, a fair few accepting trying, trying to get that prize money to get in the Golden Slipper. Great to chat with you this morning, Mitch. Have a good day, mate, and thanks for coming on. Thank you, Dave.